morning and welcome to today's episode of Running the Race, where we're helping you to run well and finish strong in the race of faith. Thank you for taking the time to join us this morning. Uh, we want to start by saying Happy Mother's Day to all of our moms out there. We're grateful for each and every one of you. I want to say Happy Mother's Day to my mom in Elberton this morning and Happy Mother's Day to my bride and the mother of my children. Now, speaking of my children, our conversation guest this morning, I'm going to have two of our children who are joining me this morning, and we're going to just have a little bit of fun and talk through that. But before we talk with the kids this morning, we want to share a message of hope with you from Psalm 119, verses 12 through 16. Listen to what the psalmist writes. Lord, may you be blessed. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I proclaim all the judgments from your mouth. I rejoice in the way revealed by your decrees as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and think about your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Now, David is seeking so much here in Psalm 119 about the scriptures, about the word of God. He refers to it as God's word, refers to it as his statutes, his commandments, his laws. It all refers to the truth of God revealed in the scriptures. And so we see these desires in David's life, right? And so there should be a desire for discipleship is what we see out of David's life here. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6, Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. You see, the call for for the will of God, apart from the word of God, will not be answered. So David talking about living by faith. He says, teach me your statutes. So faith is to take God at his word and to live like it. And so the word for statutes here refers to boundaries or to guardrails, right? A gospel-centered life is one that is continually going deeper into the truth of God's scriptures, into his statutes, his boundaries, and his guardrails. You see, we cannot understand God's word, God's scriptures, and God's truth by ourselves. We need God to be our teacher. And so as the scriptures are memorized and internalized, they become directives for our lives. You see, it's not our promise to the Lord, but his promises to us that give us the victory over sin. And so growth reveals life. Only dead things don't grow and change. So change after death is called decomposition, right? So we want to be changing as we are living. Well, how do we do this? How do we have this desire for discipleship? Well, we refer to it as the spiritual disciplines. We must feed the spirit and starve the flesh, right? Now, some people would say, well, you know, that's just being legalistic to say that I've got to do this or that. So let me ask this. Is making yourself read the Bible when you don't feel like it, is that really legalism? No. You see, by feeding your soul the scriptures, by feeding your soul the word of God, you're actually training your heart to love it. And whatever you feed will grow. So if we want to grow spiritually, we have to feed our spirit and we have to feed it the word of God. So what are we supposed to do with the Bible to develop a biblical faithfulness? Well, let's just walk right through the scripture here and see what David uh, instructs and how David models for us, right? So we see, first of all, that we've got to verbalize the word, verbalize the scriptures. One of the best ways to learn something is to verbalize it and to teach it. So if we're to live for God, our lives will be like the, the muscle of the heart, which is constantly expanding to take in the fresh supply of blood and life and then contracting to push it out and to share it. So how often do you have conversations about the deep truths of God's word, right? We must verbalize the scriptures. Secondly, we must do the word, right? We must actually put into practice what we learn and what God is teaching us in the scriptures. Blessing comes not in hearing. Listen, it's not the truth that we know that'll change us. It's the truth that we obey that will change us. So blessing comes not in hearing, but in doing. That's what James tells us in James chapter one, verses 22 through 25. So the lack of spiritual growth 
in our lives creates a struggle because we aren't getting our way. You see, God seems to answer prayers quickly and powerfully when our prayers are close to what is close to his heart the gospel. So we must verbalize the scripture, we must verbalize the word, we must do the word, and then we must also memorize the word. We must, as David says here, hide it in our heart. A person is said to hide the word in his heart when he has it continually present with him, not merely as an outward precept, but as an inward motivation in opposition to selfish action, right? So we memorize the word, we, we know it, we internalize it, and it becomes our driving motivation in, in life, right? To follow and to obey God and to honor God with our lives. You see, the other side of the coin is to regard, right? To regard something means to respect with obedience. And so blessing in the, in the, in the Christian life comes from a combination of external obedience that is fueled by an internal affection, right? So we do not follow God. We do not follow Christ. We do not obey them out of a sense of, of duty or obligation or fear or legalistic approach. Rather, we obey God. We obey Christ out of an internally motivated desire to honor him and to bring glory to him for all that he has done for us in the gospel. And so we verbalize the word, we do the word, we memorize the word, and we must also delight in the word. David says, I will not forget your word. Listen, forgetting is more than just having a memory lapse. Forgetting means to abandon or to walk away from something. And so whatever delights will capture our attention and we will think about it and focus on it. So forgetting comes from ignoring, right? If something is out of sight, it is out of mind. And so if we are not delighting, if we are not uh, delighting in the word, if we're not reading it, memorizing, it, internalizing, it, living it out, it will be out of sight and it will be out of mind. And so forgetting is not just, oh man, I, I forgot I had a lapse of memory. Forgetting is an intentional ignoring. It's a, an intentional uh, de denying and ignoring that truth. I'm reminded of the story of a group of visitors who were walking through a village. And this group of visitors had been told that some famous people had been born in the villages in that part of the country where they were visiting. And so as they walked through the villages, they asked a man who was sitting on the roadside, they said, hey, were any great men born in this village? And without looking up, the old man replied to them, said, no, only babies. You see, babies grow physically. But if they don't mature spiritually, then they only become bigger babies. And so we must grow in our faith. We must grow in our understanding of who God is. And the way that we do that is through reading and, and, and knowing God through the scriptures as he has revealed himself. And as we know God more and we apply that to our lives, then we grow. We grow spiritually, right? Maturity does not necessarily come just with age. A person must actually grow up, right? And so to grow up, means to grow in to our faith. So here's the question that I have to ask myself, and, and I would even ask you this morning. Does our view and commitment to the scriptures reflect the depth and intensity of what the psalmist is writing in this passage? Can we honestly say that it is our desire to delight in God's truth? It is our desire to study and to hide God's truth into our lives and to live by it. I want to share a little excerpt from a book that's entitled Every Man's Battle, where the authors write this. Why do we find it so easy to mix our standards of sin and so difficult to firmly commit to true purity? Because we're, we're used to it. 
We easily tolerate mixed standards of purity because we tolerate mixed standards in most other areas of life. So the question, what's your aim in life? Excellence or obedience? Is there a difference between excellence and obedience? If so, what's the difference? To aim for obedience is to aim for perfection, not for excellence, which is actually something less. Now, we would say, wait a minute. I, I thought excellence and perfection were the same thing. Well, sometimes they appear to be, but mere excellence allows room for a mixture. In most arenas, excellence is not a fixed standard at all. It's a mixed standard. Let us show what we mean. American businesses are in search of excellence. They could be in search of perfection in their products, but perfection is too costly and eats into profits. Rather than be perfect, businesses know that it's enough to seem perfect to their customers. And so by stopping short of perfection, they find a profitable balance between quality and cost. And to find this balance, they're often looking to their peers to discover the best practices of the industry. How far, far, how far can we go and still seem perfect? How, how far can we go but still stop short? And so businesses find it profitable to start short at the middle ground of excellence because perfection costs too much. But it's, is it profitable for Christians to stop short at the middle ground? Listen, excellence is not the same thing as obedience or perfection. The search for excellence leaves us overwhelmingly vulnerable to snare after snare since it allows room for mixture. The search for obedience or perfection doesn't. Excellence is a mixed standard while obedience is a fixed standard. The author's right. We want to shoot for that fixed standard of obedience. Now, how will that be? Through reading, studying, applying, living out the truth in God's scriptures. Let me pray for us this morning. God in heaven, we thank you. We thank you that you are God and you are good and you are true. We thank you for Jesus, for his death, burial, and resurrection. God, I pray today that men, women, boys, and girls would call on Jesus and trust him as their Savior and then help us to live by your standard of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. And you're listening to Running the Race, where we're helping you to run well and finish strong in the race of faith. Hey, listen, I'm excited uh, like no other to have my guest this morning here with me. Actually, I have two of my four children over this morning. I have my two youngest sons, Layton and Liam. And so they're going to be my conversation guest today. We're going to do things just a little bit different and have a little bit of a, a family episode and give our listeners an opportunity to kind of see behind the scene into our family just a little bit, guys. And so Layton, Liam, good morning, and thank you for joining dad this morning on the show yeah thanks Hello. for having us yeah so listen let's do this let's give our listeners a little bit of context okay so uh, Layton why don't you introduce yourself tell us how old you are what grade you're in and uh, maybe one one thing that you like to do so um, I'm 12 years old and I'm in the seventh grade uh, I like to play basketball outside with uh, my brothers all right very good so Liam now how old are you and what grade are you in um, I'm 10 and fifth grade. Fifth grade. All right. Very, very good. So uh, let's do this. Uh, Liam, If when you've got free time, right, you're finished with schoolwork, you're finished with all those things, and you can do whatever you want to do, what are the kind of things that you like to do? Um, watch TV, play with Legos. Okay. All right. So play with Legos. What do you like to build with your Legos? Um, houses. Houses, okay, all right, very, very good. And uh, I guess we should say Lego, Lego bricks, right? Lego is uh, singular, so let Dad get that straight, right? <laughs> all of our listeners are like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So, uh, hey, Layton, when, when you've got free time, what are, what are the things that you like to do? Well, I like to play basketball, like I said, and I also like to read books and just chilling. Chilling, yeah. Any, any particular books that you've enjoyed reading? Um... Harry Potter, I've been rereading that series, and 
um, the Lord of the Rings. Okay. Very, very good. Very good. So, listen, you guys play uh, a little bit of sport, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So, uh, L- Liam. Yes, sir. Do you have a favorite sport that you enjoy playing? Um, basketball. Basketball. All right. What do you enjoy the most about basketball? Um, just playing to have fun. Okay. Playing to have fun. And, uh, Layton, do you have a favorite sport? Basketball to play. I love to play basketball. All right. Uh, so what is it about basketball, Leighton, that makes it the thing that you enjoy to play the most? It's just like getting to getting to play basketball and winning against Liam and Landon. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Winning always makes everything we do just a little bit more fun, right? Okay, very, very good. So there, there are, for those of you that are wondering, yes, there are a lot of competitive uh, games around our house. But we're competitive about everything, right, boys? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Leighton, uh, Dad, Dad just doesn't let anybody win at Monopoly, right? No. No, that's right. <laughs> no participation <laughs> trophies at our house, yes. So uh, we turn everything into a competition uh, at, at our house. So, um, Leighton, do you have a favorite team and it may be that you've got a favorite team or if you have a favorite team in a specific sport uh, that you enjoy watching uh yeah i like to watch football and my favorite team is the georgia bulldogs there you go and so i, I love watching them get in place all right now in basketball all right so if you if you're gonna watch basketball do you have a favorite basketball team or basketball player that you like to watch uh I'd like to watch Stephen Curry most of the time. There that, you that's, go. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah. We've been watching, been watching <laughs> now Steph for quite a few years. Now, uh, Liam, uh, they can't see you on the, the radio this morning, but uh, you're sitting here across from me with your Georgia Bulldogs shirt on. So I might be asking a question I'd already know the answer to, but do you have a favorite team that you like to root for? Uh, yes. Um, football and Georgia Bulldogs. There you go, the Georgia Bulldogs. So, if anybody's wondering, yes, our family we we bleed red and black and bark like dogs, right, boys? Oh yeah. Yes. There we go. Dog. There you go. Go dogs. Uh, so, Liam, do you have a do you have a favorite player uh, that you like to that you like to watch play any sport? Uh, J T. Daniels. J T. Daniels. Yeah. And uh, what sport does he play? Um, football. And what position does he play? The quarterback. He's the quarterback for who? Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, you're Georgia Bulldogs. That's right. So, uh, looking forward to that. Now, Layton, you mentioned Steph Curry in basketball. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody else that you've enjoyed watching play any sports over the years? Um, maybe Todd Gurley when he was playing football. I enjoyed yeah. watching him play. Yeah, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, we loved it when he came from the L.A. Rams to the Atlanta Falcons to be on their team. Got him a little bit closer to home with us. So, uh, very, very good. So, boys, let's do this. Um, one of the things that our family enjoys doing is going on road trips, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so we load up and pile into the van and, and away we go. And sometimes mom and I tell you where we're going and then sometimes we leave you guessing, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a mystery and this kind of thing. So what is it that you enjoy the most about going on a road trip? Liam? Um, spending time with each other. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's a lot of fun uh, when we get on the road. And uh, Leighton, w- what is it about our family road trips that you look forward to the most? I like driving there. I just like the, the, the actual driving there and back. I just, that's always been my favorite part. So now you say you like the driving there and back, uh, though I'm the one that does all the driving. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you like being able to take a nap is what you like to do. Is that right? Yes, sir. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, part of it is the anticipation or the excitement of getting to go somewhere and that kind of thing. Uh, Leighton, do you have any of the of any of the places that we've traveled and some of the places we've gone and things we've done? Are there any that stick out to you that hey, that was a big memory for me, or man, I really enjoyed it when we went on that trip? Uh, when we went to Tennessee, I, I really enjoyed going to get to Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. That yeah. was really fun. Yeah, so here we are living in sunny central Florida, right? <laughs> and uh, we pack up and head to the mountains for a few days. And so uh, obviously big change in scenery. What did you enjoy the most about being in the mountains? Just being outdoors and getting to uh, enjoy the scenery and walking around and seeing everywhere. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, very good. Uh, Liam, for you, is there is there a trip or a location somewhere that we went that you go, hey, Dad, that was a lot of fun? Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C., yeah. Do you remember that trip? Yep. Yeah, that was several years ago. What do you remember about our trip to Washington, D.C.? It was cold. The, <laughs> yeah, it was cold. It was cold. You know what I remember about Washington? Mm-hmm. But in addition to all the, the buildings and the sites and the museums and everything that we saw, I, I remember that we walked oh, like yeah. oh, yeah. 12 miles a day. I mean, we just walked and walked and walked. But Yeah. Um, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> It is a little cold in Washington, D.C. the uh, the week after Christmas, but it turned out pretty good, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, now listen, you two are the youngest, right? Yes, You've sir. got an older brother and an older sister. So, um, uh, what's what's it like being the, the younger two out of the four? For me, it's like gotten to, it's trying to outdo them in certain things, getting to, you know, saying i've done this and that that they haven't done so okay yeah so once again we turn everything into a competition (laughs) at our house (laughs) yeah no doubt about it so liam you're the youngest right so mom mom would probably call you the the baby of the family right because you are the the youngest even though you're 10 you're not a baby at all but um what's it like being the youngest out of the four um well, usually, like, if you're the youngest, you usually get pushed around. Right. Like, I usually want to beat them in something. Okay. Yeah. So, you, you and Leighton both are like, hey, I got to prove myself uh, and, and that kind of thing. So, okay. All right. No problem. But uh, Leanna and Landon, they're pretty good. They're pretty good as a big sister and a big brother, right? Yes, yep. sir. There you go. There you go. All right. So, um, let's do this. Let's flip the script just a little bit. You guys want to do, can we do this? Yes, sir. So I'm always interviewing and asking the questions. And I thought that it might be fun this morning if we flip the script and you get to be the show host and you get to ask me some questions. All right. What do you think about that? Yeah, let's go. (laughs) I'm in. Do this. Yeah, let's do it, right? All right, Leighton, uh, you seem pretty eager and ready. So why don't you, why don't you start and you guys, uh, you can, you can take turns asking me questions. So. When growing up, what was your favorite sport to play and why? Hey, very, very good. Yeah. So um, I played several sports. Okay. It's like everybody else, you know, we play multiple sports. Uh, So I I played basketball. I played baseball. uh, I played a little bit of football in middle school. And then in high school, I picked up running cross country. And uh, so here's, here's what I would say to that. My favorite sport playing growing up was baseball. All right. I love to play baseball, and I love to play third base. I think that's why I loved – well, I think the reason I loved to play baseball was because I was actually pretty good at it, right? You know, I mean, you, didn't have to, you didn't have to be the fastest person out there to play baseball. You didn't have to be the strongest person. You know, you could use your skills. But I love to play third base. They call it the hot corner because the ball's coming at you very quickly uh, over at third base. But I loved it. I loved it. So baseball was my favorite sport 
that I played growing up. That's all right. Cool. All right. All right, Liam, you look like you're ready to shoot at me. Let's go. All right. How did you go to Japan? Yeah, how did I get to Japan? That's a good question. So for our listeners, what they need to know is that when I was in high school, I spent two weeks as an exchange student in a little town called Muricho, Japan. And so the town that I grew up in, Elberton, has granite as the main industry, and Muricho has granite as its main industry. And so the two towns, or the two cities, I should say, had a, uh, a, a civic business relationship through the granite industry. And then they decided, hey, how cool would it be if we started sending students and adults back and forth and just develop kind of a relationship between the two towns? So every summer, a group of students from Elberton would go to Japan for two weeks, and then two students from Japan would come back and spend two weeks in Elberton or vice versa. It didn't matter who, which students went first. So the summer after my sophomore year of high school, the summer before my junior year of high school, I got to spend two weeks in Japan as an exchange student. And so that was a, that was a pretty cool, that was a pretty cool experience. And so, um, yeah, if you ever get a chance to travel, I don't care if it's just going to another state. If you ever get a chance to travel, you ought to go. There's some just incredible sights to see. I mean, God's creation and the beauty and then getting to meet people from other cultures. So, yeah, that was a, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, yeah. Right. You guys like looking through those scrapbooks, don't you, Lee? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not going there. <laughs> all right, so, uh, all right, who's next? All right, um, and what would you think is your greatest accomplishment in life? Wow, that's a. I mean, that may. That's like the. That's the the question of all questions, right? I mean, how do you answer that? I, I'll say this. So, it's kind of two part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say the greatest decision that I've ever made is to is to surrender my life and trust Christ as as my Savior, right? Because through a salvation faith relationship with Jesus. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm made right with God. I have the, the hope of eternal life, the, the certainty of eternal life in heaven, I have the peace that comes with, uh, with, with having that personal relationship with God. So I'd say that's probably the greatest decision that I've ever made, but that really wasn't your question. I think the question you asked was uh, greatest accomplishment. And I'll say this, I really think that the, the, the greatest accomplishment is being the father of you and your uh, and your siblings. So Leanna, Landon, Layton, and Liam, or as mom likes to call you, the four L's, right? L1, L2, L3, and L4. Um, so I would say my greatest accomplishment is being your father, just because it's the greatest privilege uh, on earth that I have is to be is to be your father. So I, that's where I'd put that at, Layton. All right. Yeah. That's cool. All right, Liam, you got a question? Yep. How did you get to a radio station? <laughs> How did I get to the radio station? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So this has been a pretty cool experience. We're in our, I'm looking at our show producer, we're in our third season with Running the Race. And uh, we started in the fall, in October of 2018, I believe it was. We started the show. And um, here, I, here's the thing. I God's given me the opportunity living here in Central Florida, serving with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes to meet a lot of different people. And so through that, uh, I had gotten connected with, uh, with some of the folks, Terry Sabiston and some others here at WNDB through the stuff that we do broadcasting high school sports in our area. And so then I got a phone call. I got a phone call one day and they said, hey, listen, have you ever thought about or would you be open to possibly doing a radio show? And uh, so our listeners may not know this, but I grew up in a family 
uh, that had radio in the in 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 the blood, so to speak, right? Pop, my dad. Uh, you call him Pop, right, boys? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So your Pop, my dad, uh, spent 40 years in in radio, you know, in broadcast journalism. So I grew up around radio, and actually, when I was your age, Pop used to take me to the studio, to the radio station where where he worked at, and I would record commercials. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted different sounding voices, uh, so that it was you know wasn't the same person's voice all the time. So once I got a, about your age, Leighton, and my voice changed a little bit, right? Then uh, then then I would do commercials. So I actually started doing some commercials then. And uh, so when they ask about what I do a radio show, I thought you know what radio kind of makes. I think we could do it, right? And of course, being a, a preacher, I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's been yeah, it's been a, it's been a ton of fun, and I get to hang out with Jarrett every every weekend to get to hang out with our guests like you guys and all of the coaches and athletes that we get to talk to so yes that's a lot of fun a lot of fun all right now anybody got you got any more questions you want to ask i think all right liam you got you got another one shoot it all right how did you become a preacher how did i become a preacher that's another great question so the simple answer to that is when i was a teenager I just I, I felt this sense of, of wanting to spend my life serving people, and I, I kind of felt like I wanted to do something uh, around the church. I didn't really know what that meant, so, you know, you start talking to people. You know, it's like any career. If you want to be, you know, whatever career you want to be in, you need to spend some time around people that do that, right? So you kind of find out more about it. Is that really what I want to do? And so that's what I did, Liam, when I was a teenager. I just started spending more time and talking to uh, pastors and preachers in, in, in our area and talking to my mom and dad, right? And just praying through it and this kind of thing. So when I was, was 15, 16 years of age, I, I really kind of sensed and felt like I knew that God wanted me to spend my, my career working in ministry. And then I've just followed it through with that and been a pastor. And of course, uh, I'm, a, I'm a local church pastor as well as serving with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So yeah, so a lot of fun. All right, hey boys, listen. Thanks for for that. That was that was that was a little different being asked the questions. Yeah, yeah. thanks fun. for thanks for having us. Yeah. So listen, I'm gonna do I'm gonna treat you like we do everybody else. So before I let you go this morning, you've got to answer some questions you didn't know were coming. All right. Um, you've heard me talk about the lightning round, right? Yes. Sir. So I'm gonna ask you a favorite this. Or I'm gonna give you a couple options, and um, I'll just kind of go back and forth, and you just respond with the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Easy underhanded toss to start with, Liam. What's your favorite food? Um, peanut butter and jelly. Layton, what's your favorite food? Pizza. <laughs> All right. Any kind of particular kind of pizza? Uh, cheese. All right. So, if you would you rather read a book or watch a movie? Movie. Read a book. There you go. I, I, I thought that'd be the case. Now, if you could be one of the Avengers, which Avenger would you be, Layton? Captain America. Liam? Hulk. The Hulk, yes. Hulk smash. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you're going to build something, Liam, you talked about Lego earlier. Are you, you going to do play with Lego or connects? Lego. Lego. Very good. Why why Lego over connects? Um, I've had a lot more experience with Lego than I've had with connects. So. There you go. All right. Very good. Now, you're going to Disney World. If you're going to ride one ride at any of the parks, what's your favorite ride, Liam? Splash Mountain. Layton. Slinky Dog Dash. There we go. All right. Very good. So thanks for joining me this morning, boys. I've had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Thanks for having us. I've, we've had fun. Thanks. So before I let you go this morning, it uh, today is Mother's Day. And so why don't we do this? Why don't you take just a quick moment and give a happy Mother's Day shout out to your mom and to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Very good. Hey, boys, thanks for joining me this morning and for having a little fun and sharing about our family.
Yeah, thank you for having us. We've had fun. Thanks. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes exists to see coaches and athletes come to faith in Christ and then to grow in that relationship with Christ. And this morning, I just want to encourage you, right? There is such an opportunity to serve our community, to really pour into our community and spend time investing to serve coaches and athletes. And so I want to invite you to consider stepping into the role of an FCA volunteer. An FCA volunteer is a person who would spend some portion of their time on a weekly or biweekly basis uh, attending practices, showing up at, uh, at, at practices and games, just serving coaches and athletes. It is a huge opportunity, and there is such a great need through the ministry of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes right here in our community. So you, you hear us talk about this every week. I would love to connect with you and just to share with you more about what it means to volunteer with FCA. So maybe you've been listening, maybe you're listening this morning and you go, you know what? I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm really ready to volunteer, but I'm at least ready to learn more about what that means and what that might look like. I would love to talk with you about volunteering through the fellowship of Christian athletes. So here's what I ask you to do. Go online to volushaflaglerfca.org. That's volushaflaglerfca.org. You can scroll around and learn more about the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and then click on the contact button and send me, Michael Stovall, an email and just say, Michael, I would love to find out more about what it would mean or what it might look like to volunteer and serve through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I'm going to reach out to you. We're going to connect and it will be, uh, it'll be my pleasure to just sit down with you and get to know you and also to share with you about the ministry and the opportunities through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So go online, volushaflaglerfca.org, and send me Michael Stovall an email. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this morning. Thank you for the opportunity for me and uh, my boys to share a little bit about our family. And to all of the moms, we want to say happy Mother's Day. We honor you and we are grateful for you. Listen, I hope you have a great week. We look forward to getting together next Sunday for Running the Race, where we're helping you to run well and finish strong in the race of faith. Thank you.